Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now today's program was recorded at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom in Pearland, and I'd like to invite all of our listeners in the Houston area to join us at Calvary Chapel in Pearland, where the Bible is taught line upon line, chapter upon chapter, book upon book, where prayer is a priority and where fellowship is something we experience together as Jesus our Savior walks in our midst by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Ray Jensen is the new pastor at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom, and the Lord has raised him up to lead this congregation in this critical hour just before the coming of Messiah Jesus. Listen today, and we pray you're blessed. And so in Exodus 18 and 1, it says, And Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back with her two sons, of whom the name of one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. And the name of the other was Eliezer, for he said, The God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. Now he had said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. So this is neat. Jethro... He had heard about what God had done for Moses in Israel. Basically, word had gotten out about what had just happened. You know, they came out uh, and they were delivered from Egypt, right? They had just come out of the Exodus, and news of the, this big event was traveling fast. I mean, you don't lose a giant chunk of the Egyptian military without a single fight and not expect everybody to hear about it, okay? This is, this is news that's traveling around very fast. And so Jethro heard of God doing this for them, so he decided to come visit Moses while they were encamped near Sinai, the mountain of God, okay? So Jethro, as a father-in-law to Moses, is apparently closely following the events of his son-in-law. But also, not just because he cares about his son-in-law, but it says Jethro is a priest. As a priest, Jethro is thrilled about what God has done for them. So Jethro came to reunite his grandsons, Gershom and Eleazar, which is Moses' sons, and his daughter, Zipporah, which is Moses' wife, to get them back together. Now, in the past, Moses had sent them out. If, as it says, he sent them off. I had to think about that for a minute. Why did he do this? Moses had sent them back to Jethro after he had started for Egypt, to go into Egypt. I can imagine Moses' reason for doing this is that He did not want them to witness the horrors of slavery. I mean, the slavery and the abuse that the Israelites were going through was terrible. He didn't want them to see that. He knew it was going to be messy. Uh, He probably knew God was going to have to put in some extreme measures to to make this happen. He didn't want them to be subject to that. He didn't want his kids seeing it. You've covered your kids' eyes like if something came on the TV. No, don't look at that. It was kind of like this. He sent them back to Jethro. So now several months later... Moses was reunited with his family. And so now I have to think about Jethro, the father-in-law and a priest. It's it's a father-in-law and priest in one guy. 
he recognized that what God did was great and that it has probably been a very trying time on Moses to go through all this. So he's looking at it from two wonderful angles. Uh, Moses is my son-in-law, but also as a priest, this is a big God thing here. So it's been trying for Moses. And so by bringing Moses' family to see him, what Jethro is doing here is he's being an encourager. He's being an encourager to Moses. Let's have some family time. Let's reunite and have a little bit of a reunion. That ought to help and encourage him a little bit. And that's what we're supposed to do here in this body of believers today. Encourage one another. Encouragement. I see some of y'all sometime that y'all are talking with others, getting encouragement. You know, what would you do if you didn't have that? What's the point of coming here then? You know, if I have to be perfect, I can't be perfect all the time. I need encouragement even as a, as a pastor. Hey, especially as a pastor. <laughs> but we need encouragement. And Jethro is doing that for his son-in-law. And so I'm, I'm glad to see what Jethro is doing here. Jethro is thinking not just on behalf of the Israelites, but his son-in-law. Uh, Exodus 18 and 7. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other about their well-being. And they went into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the, that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. All the hardship that had come upon them on the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Then Jethro rejoiced for all the good which the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for in the very thing in which they behaved proudly, He was above them. I like that. That's good. He was above them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and other sacrifices to offer to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Now, you know, it says here, when Moses met Jethro, their meeting was marked by gestures of respect. By gestures of respect. Moses bowed down and kissed as they greeted each other. Now, I have to say this, and it's a shame that I have to say this, but in the world today where we're arguing about which bathroom to use and other nonsense gender sexuality problems that plague our thinking today, people see stuff and they go crazy with stuff like this. I want to stress this was not a kiss of sexuality. It was a type of kiss that the culture still uses today, where they kiss on the sides of the face. Nothing about that, except just a respectful manner of meeting one another. Like I said, it's a shame we have to say that. I have to say it. It's about as common as a handshake is for us today. One thing you have to do when you read the Bible is understand the context of the time that it was written in that time. If you view the biblical text in light of our culture today, the way we see it, you will completely miss what's happening. 
you have to look at it from the standpoint of their culture when they wrote it or when it happened. You have to go back to their day and view it from their perspective because that's the perspective they had when they authored it. So basically what's going on here is they were showing respect for one another. And that in itself is a trait that many Americans are starting to miss these days. People are losing the ability to show respect. If anything, America, let's learn how to show respect to people enough to love them, right? So here what they're doing, they're going, Moses is going above and beyond to show his respect for Jethro, bowing and, and, and everything. He's an elder, Jethro is. I want to show you in 1 Timothy 5.17. It says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Now, I did not bring up this verse to try to get anything out of it for myself. I'm very uncomfortable reading this verse because of what it says, but I did bring this verse up because there has been, uh, there have been some who refuse to do this in the body. We've seen this in other, other churches as well. There's some that refuse to do this. In fact, they do quite the opposite. Arguments and debates to cause division in the body, I've seen it. It, it makes a real mess for pastors and church leaders to have to contend with. Even if you do not attend Calvary Chapel Paraland, if you're listening on KKHT right now, and you attend another church, you should give double honor to the elders that rule over you, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. I've seen many elders, and especially pastors, who really take it on the chin from others' hostile aggression, and that's just not right. It's never right to become hostile to anybody even if you think they deserve it, especially if you think they deserve hostility. Exercise grace and love. Grace and love. The same grace and the same love that Jesus has offered us as sinners. And so we can see how Moses is presenting himself, bowing in a posture of honor towards Jethro, who was a priest, a man who labored in word and doctrine. And once again, let me state, I'm not talking to this because I want to see y'all do it for me, but for all of those who are elders of ours and all the many other pastors out there, you know, there's a lot of pastors just in Pearland alone. There's hundreds of them. Many of them don't get any respect from not just, say, people who don't attend church, but people in their own church. They, they get lack of respect. They actually, they take flack for standing firmly in the truth of God's word. So we need to not only respect, but also pray for our elders and all the pastors that are out there, that they stay encouraged to press on with the mission that God has commanded them to take. I can tell you, sometimes it's hard. (laughs) He has charged me to take on this mission, and sometimes it's just hard. It just is. So Jethro heard about Exodus from other people, and like verse 1 had talked about, it says, Uh, He heard about it. So now Moses gives Jethro, now that they're hanging out together again, reunited, he gives Jethro a first-hand account of all of this stuff in detail. Can you imagine? Like I said, i got to wait for it when I get to heaven. I'm going to sit down with Moses and say, hey, tell me what you just told Jethro. i got to hear it. (laughs) What was it like for you? You know, He's given him a first-hand account, probably a very lengthy discussion, telling Jethro the details of what went down delivering them out of Egypt. And so Jethro rejoiced and he said, blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. That is a powerful statement. 
when you really think of it. That is one powerful statement to deliver them all out of there. Now, at the time, Egypt was the mightiest military force on the planet, right? And Pharaoh was considered himself to be a god. So you can see how Jethro's praise has spiked his joy as he says, Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for in the very thing in which they behaved proudly, he was above them. Oh, Jethro, he's just spiking men. And I was reading about Jethro. I'm like, I wished I could have been there with Jethro. Jethro, can I go in the tent with you? Can I go in and listen in on this one? I got to hear it. I won't even eat any bread. You know, just let me come in and hear what's going on. But when Jethro said, now I know the Lord is greater, he was not stating that he didn't believe it before, but now he does know. He's not saying that. He's stating that he always has known and saying that he still does know now. Now, he's like he says, now... I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. But sadly, most people today, they don't know this. They don't know that the Lord is greater than all gods. Friends, I know that in America, we don't have people exactly set up as gods like Pharaoh was. Or do we? (laughs) Have we set people up as gods? You think we have? Celebrities? Movie stars, music icons, legends, we call them, right? Oh, if I could just be like him or like her, we always do that. We call, the, we call them legends. The, the super rich, we call them. And now, people flock to and pay money just to see them, and they literally worship the ground that they walk on just to see them. And, you know, like concerts or what have you, I, you know, Prince... I don't know where he stood with the Lord, but he just died the other day, and people are freaking out, man. And it's just, you know, I remember when Michael Jackson, and lately you seem to have a lot of celebrities go, and it makes the whole world go, oh, I can't believe they died. Well, mankind has been dying ever since Adam. You know, I mean, this is nothing new. You know, that guy can't die. He's, he's immortal. He's a legend. No, he's a guy. So they worship the ground they walk on. You may think, well, Ray, I'm too mature for that. I, I, I don't do that. Okay, then how about money? How about that God? Money. The big dollar bill is a God. We here in America have surely done that. Set money up as God, right? Because we often put our trust in money. Like I was talking earlier with some friends, uh, something I call the man trap. The man trap is because we men are notorious for this. If I can just make a little more money, I can fix all my problems. Just, I'm, I'm almost there. If I, could, if I could just grab that last little bit of money, I can fix everything. Ten years later, we're still doing the same thing. Twenty years later, we're still doing the same thing. Can't quite get there. The Lord is greater than all the gods, Jethro said. Man, do we have to let that sink in. The Lord is greater than all the gods. You know, I've had times when I would uh, have, a, have a trial or I would get sick or a financial issue and, and wonder, oh, how's this going to get taken care of? How am I going to get past this? I'm sick. Is my insurance going to cover this? The Lord is greater than all the gods. When you wonder how your bills are going to be covered next week, don't turn to money. The Lord is greater than all the gods. When you're scared of how this nation is going, how it's going downhill, don't turn to government. The Lord is greater than all the gods. 
You know, of all the things that we throw our trust into, all of it is smaller than the Lord God of Israel. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 40 and 12 that God has measured the universe with the span of His hand. With the span of His hand. That's Isaiah 40, 12, if you want to look it up. And so Jethro offered sacrifices to show his respect for God. You see, Moses demonstrated respect to Jethro for being an elder and for one who labors in doctrine and the study of the word, right? But even Jethro is now demonstrating respect to God by giving sacrifices. Now, I know I made mention of people needing to respect their elders and pastors, but way beyond that, even more so, we should have respect for the Lord. No matter who you are or how high up the chain you are, have respect for the Lord. Think of this. Jethro is a priest. He's like way up there. But even he is having respect for the Lord with these sacrifices. So we should have respect for the Lord, enough to honor Him with praise and obedience. You know, it's shocking how many people say that they are a Christian. They say they believe in Jesus Christ. And they say that they love God, but they will not do what He says to do. That's what just gets me every time. They won't obey Him. They won't worship Him above all other things that He is greater than. They won't attend a body of believers. They won't give. They won't love and they won't forgive others. They won't show any respect for the God that made them. Oh, but I'm a Christian. How? It's like if I went in and said, I'm here for the mechanic's position. Oh, you're a mechanic. Yep. How long have you been a mechanic? Oh, about 10 years. What have you worked on? Nothing. You know how to tear apart an engine and overhaul it? Nope. You know how to work on a transmission? Nope. You know how to change a tire? Nope. But I'm a mechanic. Well, how can you say you're a mechanic? You've never done anything of it. Well, because I just say I am. Now give me the pay a mechanic gets. See, people say they're a Christian even though they're not one because they want the blessing that God promised the Christians. And they're not getting it because they're not a believer in Jesus Christ. We have to be genuine. They won't show any respect for the God who made them, gave them life, but they say they belong to Him. And so again, we have another example of how we should honor God by offering up a sacrifice. What Jethro is doing right here, offering a sacrifice. Now today, we don't sacrifice animals like they did because Jesus, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us, right? But today we can still offer sacrifices another way. And here's a few ways that we can. I looked it up. Hebrews 13, 15, therefore by him, let us continually, this is all the time, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. That's one way you can sacrifice. Romans 12, 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Wow, this gets pretty deep. My whole body needs to be shown as a living sacrifice, right? What does sacrifice mean? I'm a guy of the Webster's Dictionary. Sacrifice means to give up something of importance for the sake of other considerations. You know, when we walk with Jesus, we have to be sacrificial. Sacrificial. When your friends want to go drink and drug up, you have to be that party flop that says you won't go along. Because you can't be part of the waves of the world. You have to be holy, which means set apart. You can't do like they do. 
If we're not of the world, then we can't act like them. That's what holy means, to be set apart. You can't do like them. That requires sacrifice. Giving up something of importance for the sake of other considerations. Now, when you're tempted to view porn online, you have to sacrifice that, give it up for the sake of walking with Jesus and keeping your relationship strong with Him. It's one of the reasons we ask for what's called tithes and offerings here at the church. We don't ask for the giving of money because we need it. God is going to provide for this church as He sees fit. I'm not dependent on your money. I'm dependent on how God does does it, right? The tithes and offerings are so that you can demonstrate to God before this congregation an act that proves that you don't rely on money but on God. It's for you. It's not for us. And by the way, even as pastor, I tithe too. You do? (laughs) I've had people ask me that. You don't have to tithe at your church because you're the pastor. Oh, no. I tithe. Buddy, believe me. I sure do. Somebody had asked me, why should I tithe? If God wants to bless the church, then he can just do it instead of me. Right? I've had that. And this guy said, God doesn't need my money. I said, oh, there's the key word. My, (laughs) you think it's yours. God doesn't need my money. My answer to that is no, he doesn't. We don't need your money either. We don't. The problem is if you think like that, then you're the one that needs your money. You think you need your money and your focal point is on money. It's not on God. I had to really learn how to get past that, especially as a man, the man trap. If I can just get a little more and just a little more, I had to learn to live sacrificially. What did Jethro say? The Lord is greater than all gods. If you truly believe that, then you can demonstrate you believe it by presenting yourself as a living sacrifice. Holy, which means set apart, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Guys, we're here for service in the body of Christ. We're taking the gospel out to people. We're representing Jesus and we're to be living sacrifices. Jethro gave a sacrifice. I gave many ways how we can give sacrifices even today. Instead of, well, Jesus took care of that. I don't have to sacrifice anymore. No, we still have to be a living sacrifice because the lamb died for us, right? There's joy in God's power and in his providence that will drive us to be a living, living sacrifice and give offerings, offerings of tithing, offerings of praise. All of it is all together. And just like Jethro here is doing with Moses, because he's so happy for what God has done for them. I've got to ask you, are you happy for what God has done for you? I'm very happy for what God has done for me. So what I have to do is demonstrate that I'm not with this old world anymore. I'm with God now. And to demonstrate that, I have to show my set-apartness from that old world and sacrifice now. I still live here. I don't want to live here. If I could just go boom and be in heaven right now, I'd take it in a heartbeat. But since I'm here, I have to demonstrate that I have to live sacrificially to show the world I'm not from here. You're happy about what God has done for you. Live sacrificially. Thanks for listening today. And please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, 
watchtherefore.tv and mail watchtherefore P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus. This is John Peake with Israeli Self-Defense and Fitness. We are the new breed of martial arts and fitness designed to give you the understanding and skills to defend yourself and your family against an attack or threat by an armed or unarmed attacker or multiple attackers. We're an international organization led by former Israeli soldiers with a curriculum that is simple and effective. You owe it to yourself, family, and loved ones to be able to defend against any assault should the need arise. We are followers of Jesus Christ, led by His Holy Spirit to provide a safe and functional training environment to develop life-saving skills and increase your physical fitness beyond what you may think is possible. We offer group, private, and corporate training. Call today and mention KKHT to get a 10% discount on your membership. Remember, you owe it to yourself and loved ones not to be a victim. Visit us on the web at IsraeliSelfDefense.net or call 713-53-TRAIN. That's 713-538-7246 to get started today.